0: Mike, to be a superhero, do you need superpowers, or if you just fight a supervillain, is that enough to be a superhero?
1: Yes, that's tough, Ed. I mean, I, I'd imagine that if the army or police officers were mobilized to fight, you know, supervillain, are they now superheroes? I think the answer would would necessarily be yes. I, I mean, my default would be that to be a superhero, you should have you'd have to have powers or some special skill, and. But what, like, what about Dare, Dare,
0: Dare, Daredevil? Is Daredevil a superhero? He doesn't have any powers, but he like fights when he fights Electro, and he's wearing that funny outfit. Like, does that make him a superhero?
1: Yeah, no, it's a, it's a good question. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I if you say you know, you should have to, You're a superhero if you put on a costume and have a secret identity. That's that's kind of a silly definition. Um, yeah,
0: because I think, I think if you just put on a costume and then you run around fighting bank robbers. That, then you're just a vigilante
1: you're not a superhero then that's right so I, I don't know i honestly don't know what the answer to that question is but i mean the default i think has to be if you're a super, if you have superpowers and you're trying to help society out you'd be considered a superhero but yeah. if you are trying to help society out maybe what it is is i guess the question the question really is that is like is there a difference between vigilante and superhero
0: yeah, I guess. And I think I think there is in some way. I'm not sure. They, they, they definitely have different connotations in, in our world. Very um, much. Yeah. And so I, and I think we can say that, hey, if you, if you just if you're just fighting like bank robbers and stuff, this is what we're concerned about with Spider-Man. He wasn't really fighting supervillains. But once he started fighting supervillains, he kind of stepped it up. And I think we can classify Spider-Man as a superhero. Uh, and I think Daredevil. I'm not sure if he's a superhero or not, but it, maybe he is. He's, he's dressed in a costume fighting supervillains with no superpowers. And I guess the next step along the way now, I think, is Dr. Donald Blake, where we just saw him basically take down a supervillain, take down the great gargoyle, when the guy is just, uh, he's a doctor with, I don't know, he, he had a car like, and some, yeah. some fancy holograms. Like, he, yeah. he kind of used his brain and some advanced technology, uh, and, he, and he took down the great gargoyle. Well, I guess if, 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 if Iron Man kind of has like a just kind of technology, and he's a superhero, so maybe Donald Blake, because he used a hologram, makes him a superhero.
1: So maybe it's Ed, um, it's is a superhero is is defined by the the people that they challenge, right? Because before Spider-Man started, you know, having some kind of rogues gallery of like superpowered, you know, criminals, we you know the, the people were more questioning of it and weren't as as accepting of him as they were, of, say, the Fantastic Four. So maybe it is, maybe the superheroism is defined by the supervillains, and if there's no supervillains, there wouldn't be any superheroes. Maybe.
0: So there, we, there, you there, you go. So Donald Blake is our newest Doctor Donald Blake, <laughs> the newest superhero in New York.
1: Yeah, way to go, Blake. I mean, he did t- take down this, this. So for our listeners who haven't been reading the newspapers lately, um, there is this stranger, this supervillain who came to came o- from overseas, called the Gray Gargoyle, and he from would
0: France. He's a French. He's a French villain. He's our first French superpowered person.
1: That's right, and he came over with his, uh, you know, his. His French laissez-faire, and he he was he would touch people and turn them to stone for an hour, as um, as, because, as Frenchmen are known to do, as you know, like yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they, they steal your heart and freeze your body, you know, and stone, encase it in stone. <laughs> <laughs> is, is that supposed to be your careful? French
0: accent? <laughs>
1: wow, no, no, that's that was like I, I was doing a I was doing an imitation of someone doing an imitation. My my French <laughs> accent is far superior to that, but I'll, I'll unpack it another another day, but um. He wouldn't it be terrifying to be turned into stone? Like, I, I, we haven't spoken to anybody or haven't heard from people that were turned into stone. Like, were they conscious the whole time or were they were they like it's just terrifying to think of it. Um, but that's the villain that that, that Dr. Yeah, I, Dr. I kinda, Blake was I, dealing I, with. I kind of pictured
0: it as like a suspended animation. It's almost like I, I, th- I assume they kind of
1: just oh. go to sleep and they kind of like wake <laughs> up and they're like, Whoa, what just happened? Like you were, you were a stone statue. It's a good thing we didn't, you know, you didn't break, you know, like it's kind of terrifying. But, uh, anyways, that's the guy that Blake. Uh, was able to take down. But it's not the first time we've heard about Blake, obviously. I mean, the, the man has been uh, a well-regarded and, and well-known uh, American scientist who most recently was in the news because he seemed to turn against his, if not his friend, his bodyguard, Thor. That's right. So he is he, uh, he's, he's definitely what was... Be-
0: I can say he was close to a villain himself for how he turned on Thor. Uh, but apparently Thor and Donald Blake have made up. And uh, in this case, I think the... My understanding is how he got involved was that Thor was originally called in to investigate what was going on with these bodies turning to stone when the there was a taxi driver had been turned to stone and after he came back to becoming a human, uh, or maybe even before, I guess Thor took the, the stone body of this taxi driver to Donald Blake for an examination and somehow, I guess, I don't know, the Grey Gargoyle tracked down where this body was and went after Blake. I'm not sure exactly how that t- transitioned into like a, a, a high speed chase through the city, but somehow it did. And so Blake's involvement within Thor actually caused him to be a superhero himself. But you know what's fascinating is
1: that we saw um, there's footage of like Blake was sh- Blake was shooting the footage of his his conflict with the gray gargoyle, right which is which is wild. It was like on the, it was all all over the news where he was um, he was using some kind of like 3d or hologram projector to make it look like Thor was there. Um, to tra- I guess to, to draw out the Grey Gargoyle and then he was filming it the whole time and we got to see it all like I mean it's just right. like it's it's not like the Fantastic Four shooting a movie or Thor doing some stunts and it's not like you know we've seen some footage of these of these battles in the streets this was like firsthand, first hand first first person viewing of this fight which was uh, amazing
0: yeah and, and and not only was it a first person view of the fight it was a first being person viewing the fight filmed as a hologram like it just used like this yeah. incra- apparently it's Stark Corp technology that was provided to Blake um to go and, and do this have this kind of adventure uh and uh, which begs a question of like is Blake involved somehow with with Stark Corp and the Avengers or is this through Thor
1: Yeah I, I don't know I mean like it's you think that if um the Avengers were giving it a technology they wouldn't necessarily give it to Blake unless he was more directly involved well, it, it would seem a little irresponsible for someone like Thor if he did have access to Avengers-type technology through Stark to just, like, lend it to his friend, Blake, who... Well, you know, who, to like, our a, knowledge- a, a,
0: a lot of military groups have, like... They have, like, their... their like, There's a medic who's, like, embedded on the team, embedded
1: into the, yeah. the, the, the military group. Maybe Blake is the embedded doctor in the Avengers. He, he might be, but I don't think the medic is, is counted on to, like, engage in, in martial activities, right? So here... Um, you know, there's there's a question of like, well, where was Thor during all this? Why, why was Blake taking taking the as a medic, taking the lead role? Where was Thor? And uh, we kind of know the answer to that, though. <laughs> it's we we silly, know, right? We, we know where Thor was. Yeah, it was Thor is like, uh, you know, I I heard it was reported by those people on that plane actually, and that he was like flying around the plane, like, and then flying through the city, telling everyone how he's he's in love and he doesn't care who knows <laughs> it. Like, it's just. Like like a a schoolboy kind of telling everyone he's got a crush on somebody. He didn't say who, but um, so maybe he was just distracted by, which seems pretty trivial, to be honest, that you would, you know, you would not, uh, you would, you would pass on your, your superheroing responsibilities to your, to the guy you normally protect, because you're just distracted by the, the infatuation you have with someone. <laughs> well, we don't know. We don't know if that's the reason why. We we know that.
0: Thor, so, Thor, th- facts, here, facts on the table. That okay. Thor was flying through the city, claiming he was in love. Um, uh, fact on the table that uh, Donald Blake took on the Gray Gargoyle by himself without Thor's help, apart from maybe the technology that Thor lent him. So, those are the facts on the table. It doesn't necessarily follow that Thor was not around because he was. I don't know. Hitting on a, a some girl or like fall in, in, a, in a loved in a love dream, um, it's possible, I suppose. But there could be other reasons. Like May Thor was ca- called to,
1: I don't know, do some sort of military action in the Middle East. Well, he might have been. There's, there's, there's many. Ex- it's just <laughs> what we do know is just before this happened, he was flying around the city like a like a schoolboy with a crush on his teacher, um, and and then he wasn't there. And the guy that you don't expect to be engaging in, like, you know physical acts of bravery did save you know save a number of people because if this this great gargoyle was not um someone to be trifled with he was well, hey, hey. so here's a theory
0: like when last we talked about blake and thor blake had had, had basically betrayed thor and yeah. thor kind of brushed it off uh but we don't know how he was really feeling and so maybe like thor like w- was kind of sticking it to blake being like hey you, you betrayed me
1: i'm gonna leave you hanging out to dry yeah, so like even even gods have feelings, and can, and those feelings can be hurt, and maybe that's what it, it was. If you read a lot of those those ancient myths,
0: gods have a lot of feelings. Gods are constantly <laughs> getting pissed off. They're constantly punishing humans for transgressions. Um, they 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 fly off of the handle, and, and Thor in particular, North mythology was like known for like flying off the handle all the time. So maybe that's what happened.
1: Yeah, and if he's truly Thor from myth, and, he, and he's a an immortal being who's lived a long time. You know, I, I think I'd, it'd be hard, I, I think, for him to kind of truly appreciate this. Is my me kind of inferring quite a bit, but I'd imagine it'd be hard for him to truly appreciate human life as much as, say, you know, if, if he had a, a normal human lifespan, right? So maybe he just didn't care as much about Blake that he's that Blake was putting himself in, in serious mortal danger, right?
0: That's right. Now, I wonder, now here's the question given given that if that's his 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 like op, opera modus operandi, if he doesn't really care about human life that much, um. Who who is this girl that he's in love with? Is it another Norse god? Is it from a different pantheon? Is it is it a superhero? Like we know there's not many American female superheroes. There's what wasp? Invisible woman? Invisible girl? Is anybody else? Uh
1: no, not to my not to my knowledge. Um but yeah, I I honestly don't know. I mean it's it's that's more for the tat for the, the tabloids, I suppose, to kind of figure out they'll be all over this because it's what like Thor, you know, be ready. You kind of invited this on yourself for these, you know, for the for the magazines to chase you down to, to try to like figure out who this special person is. But um it still is just an odd I'm just trying to make sense, I guess, of uh, why would Thor leave Blake hanging, whether he's mad at him or not. It's quite capricious and quite callous, but you're right. If he's a if he's a true to form immortal god. Kind of, it kind of lines up.
0: Yeah, it, it was maybe he, had, he or maybe he just had confidence in Blake. He was like, you know what? I know Blake, and he's a smart dude, and he can handle this. And um, I don't want to get in his way. I don't want to step. I don't want to micromanage him. I, I want to let him like. I, I want to let him f- succeed on his
1: own merits, defeating his own first supervillain. And you know, sure, that's that's quite the the ledge that he let him to crawl out on. Because like, <laughs> and, and and we saw the video. We saw like the film story footage of what he what he shot where. He was, you know, on a motorcycle projecting this uh, this hologram of Thor and somehow tricked the great gargoyle um, to follow him. Then he crashed into the into the water and that's the last they heard, they saw of him. Um, it's, of oh, it's the great just, gargoyle. We, we know Blake is recovering. We know Blake's okay. Yeah, but Blake is something that I don't think you would want to do. I certainly don't want to do. <laughs> like, he ended up, fly, you know, racing his motorcycle with this projector into the river. I mean, that's super, super dangerous. Like, it's it's uh, and and Blake, you know, not to put too fine a point on it, but Blake, Blake actually does have a physical disability. That's, that's apparent, you know, when you when you see him, he's got a, a, a sore leg. Um, that's quite a lot for that man to be doing. So when you we were saying that Thor is just giving his buddy a chance to kind of like, you know, not not to get in his, doesn't want to get in his buddy's way. Oh, I don't know. Still seems like there's something weird going on there between <laughs> what, and what, what what do they say with with friends like these? We don't really need enemies. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Now, what do you think about like the idea that one news one um, uh, news channel got the footage or that we that we saw, right? Like, it's just how did how did they end up getting, for lack of a better term, the contract to film this stuff? Why wasn't it like public for everybody for all news channels?
0: Yeah, that's that that that, that is a good point. Like, I guess they gave there was some sort of quid pro quo, right? Like, we, we don't know what the it's pretty standard in many cases for companies to provide information to like one media place in exchange for giving them access, they get some sort of control over the narrative. Maybe Sometimes that, that control is just, hey, you can't publish until a certain date. You're on, under embargo mm-hmm. until this day, and the media agency agrees to that embargo in exchange for getting access. Sometimes it's, hey, you can have access, mm-hmm. but we need to approve the final whatever, the final thing you produce. And a lot of media agencies won't agree to that, but some will. And so th- this is fair negotiation. It sounds like maybe something like that happened here where one uh, news agency was given access to this vid- this video, um, in exchange for well, we don't know in exchange for something.
1: Does that trouble you a little bit? If like if, if this is like an if not an Avengers operation, it's Avengers adjacent that they would um, negotiate for some unknown, unspecified, you know, benefit in kind or or, or money with a newspaper organization. Well, we don't know what they, they negotiated federal federal for. They don't know what. Well, so this,
0: this happens if, you, if there's a press corps, right? Like, not everybody gets access to the the, the White House for the press corps. the major newspapers do, um, but there's a selection process on who's allowed to be there and who isn't. Um, would just, I imagine it's the same but, case here. Someone was not, getting access and someone, what, some, other people weren't.
1: Yeah, but to be in the White House press corps, it's not like they give up something in exchange. They, 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 there's a validation process, but they, from what I understand about the press corps, um, they're all kind of reporting on the same thing at the same time and get equal access in that way, right? So, certainly at, at press conferences, they're all there recording the information. And so, what's different h- here is that it looks like they were given things. And, you know, we're, we're inferring that they got this incredible, the news organization of this incredible footage that I'm sure has spiked up their ratings. And what did Blake or the Avengers get in return? Like, why? Why would they want to give it just to one news agency if this is they wanted to have it out there? Well, I think
0: maybe they got a certain amount of promotion because of it, right? Like they they mm-hmm. this news agency agreed. <clears throat> Sorry, this news agency agreed to uh, promote this thing across their all their properties to make sure everyone saw it. Like they they agreed to something in exchange for
1: being the ones who got access to it. No, I get it. I just think that it's. I can understand the motivation for it. I just don't know if it really works. In the modern age, where uh, from an ethics perspective, that you know, I, I, I at least uh, again, I'll use Avengers adjacent and federal government adjacent groups, such as such as the Avengers and Donald Blake, would enter into those negotiations. And with something that should be, you think it's just it's a it's a publicly funded organization. You think that it would be equal access, but I, I don't know. I mean, I guess I'd have to like see what comes of that footage. If it's like owned by The news, the news channel, and and it's it's aired once or aired whenever they want, and never more. Seems a bit. uh, There seems to be a problem if it's like goes into the, being like public access and like and considered a public, uh, a public, good, then less less problematic. So, like I think if we're gonna talk about
0: ethics lapses in this case, like I think the least of our worries is which newspaper got access to the footage, (laughs) and more the (laughs) fact that like Thor left Blake out to dry to fight a supervillain on his own. One one ethics challenge at a time. One ethics challenge at a time.